There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, welcome back to Be You. It's Jill. I wonder if you've ever taken time to really forgive yourself. I know we talk a lot in our society, in every society, no matter the culture, about how important forgiveness is, forgiving other people because it's the kind and right thing to do, the loving thing to do, and also forgiving other people because it's good and kind and for us, right? Because when we're harboring resentment and not forgiving, we're drinking poison and wondering why we're sick. That is said a lot. But I wonder how often we take time to forgive ourselves. I know many of us not only don't forgive ourselves, we don't even think about forgiving ourselves. We don't even make the choice not to. We don't even think it's possible. We don't, it's almost like we don't even think we deserve to forgive ourselves. And then to take it a step further, so many of us aren't just not forgiving ourselves. We are poisoning ourselves and suffocating ourselves and choking on and smothering ourselves with our own guilt. We're not just forgiving ourselves for the decisions that we've made and the, the choices that we've made from years and years ago and even from just this morning. But we're torturing and punishing ourselves by on top of that, shaming ourselves and feeling guilty for the things we do wrong or the things we did wrong or the things we do that other people might think are wrong. And depending on how much healing we've done from pain and experiences from childhood, the guilt will either be something that we end up trauma bonding with sort of where we I always talk about how I've had like a an ongoing love affair with guilt like depending on how much we have healed from our childhood how much we've gotten up from underneath the surface and out so that it's not controlling our every move and it's not the only lens we see everything through depending on how much of that if any we've done the amount of guilt we hang on to will vary. And for some of us, it goes from being suffocating and smothering and poisoning to becoming who we are. We don't know who we are without the guilt. And if we don't feel guilty, what does that mean about us? 
if we don't feel bad about the things we are eating or the things we are not eating, the things we are feeding our children or we are not feeding our children, the things we have done with our children and things we haven't, the way we've acted even all the way back to middle school and up until as recently as a minute ago, if we don't feel guilty about those things, we don't know who we are, but also what kind of person wouldn't feel bad about those things? We decide that if we don't feel guilty, we must not be a very good person. And that's usually an unconscious decision. It's not a conscious, well, I better feel guilty because if I don't feel guilty, that means it's so ingrained in us and it's so beneath the surface of the water that we don't even know that we are hanging on to the guilt so that it gives us a glimmer of hope that we're still a good person. We don't even know that that's why we're doing it. If I beat myself up and mentally torture myself and regret and feel guilty about everything I've done wrong as a parent and everything I should have done as a parent and everything I should or shouldn't have said for the last 30 years, if I feel guilty enough, then maybe that makes me an okay person. And what I have found is the more guilt I swim with, the more guilt I entertain, the more I befriend the guilt, the more I make the guilt familiar. It's doing the complete opposite for me. And it's doing the complete opposite for you. It's taking us away from all things that are good. It's taking us away from love. It's taking us away from connection. It's taking us away from truth. It's taking us away from truly, truly living because we're in complete bondage, bondage that we've signed up for, bondage that we think we have to sign up for, bondage we think we can't escape and we should never escape because it means this or it means that, but bondage nonetheless. The more I torture myself and the more I shame myself and the more I talk about what I do wrong, what I shouldn't have done, and the more I feel badly about all of these things that I did when I didn't know any better, the more goodness I will miss out on. It's like taking our hand to God, taking our hand to our creator, taking our hand to divine love, taking our hand to the universe, to the creator of all things, and putting it up like a stop sign and saying, No, you don't got this. I do. I don't believe you can handle this. I'll handle it. You don't know better. I do. And by the way, everything I pray for and everything I ask for and everything I long for and everything I say that I want in this life, I'm putting my hand against it and saying no. That is the action and that's the energy And that's the vibration that God and the universe respond to, not to what we say we want. So not only is our unwillingness, not inability, but our unwillingness to let it go and forgive ourselves, not only is is it just shackles and pain for us, and blocking connection between us and everything and everyone we say we love. It's also doing the same 
when it comes to everything we desire, everything we want. So why is it so easy for us to talk about forgiving everyone else? Why is it so much easier for us than forgiving ourselves because of that love affair with guilt? What is it giving us? What is the outcome for us? What's the get for you and I? So the get for us is that if we feel guilty and we don't forgive ourselves and we keep torturing ourselves, and when, and you might hear the word torture and say, that's a little harsh. I'm not torturing myself. Well, it doesn't look like torture, but it is. It may not feel like torture because it's just so comfy and it feels so normal and it feels so harmless, but it truly is. If we don't forgive ourselves and on top of that, we feel bad about the things we've done to the point where we feel guilty many times for years, maybe decades, maybe a lifetime, then that is a distraction for us and it eases a bit of the pain that we feel when we really look at what we did. But the problem is we're looking at what we did through the eyes of judgment and shame, which are completely connected to and directly related to guilt. It's like they all hang out in the same, you know, swim in the same gene pool. Love and truth don't swim in that pool. Love and truth are not genetically connected to shame and judgment and guilt. They are not connected. Completely different language. Think of two completely different languages. Think of a language that you cannot understand and you can't speak a word of it. Nothing. Now look at love and truth and forgiveness. And look at shame and judgment and guilt. Two completely different languages. One opens up a world. It's a gateway to all things abundant, love, goodness, joy, fun, connection, etc. And one is a gateway to an absolute path to, a guaranteed path to the opposite. Yet, we still do it. But I want this neighborhood, but I swim in this one. I want this life, but yet I'm walking around over here in this low vibrational state of resentment, guilt, judgment, unforgiveness, regret. Even when I say those words, you feel how low and heavy they feel? They just feel lower and heavier. I can, I can like feel them. I have my hands in front of me and my hands are like really low towards my lap. Do you feel that? They're just lower because they are. And then if you're like me, you'll feel guilty for feeling that way. Well, shit, now I feel bad because I do that. It's really a toxic addiction that we all have. Some of us more than others. For sure, some of us more than others. I know people that are like, Jill, I don't get it. I, I don't get the whole mom guilt thing. I don't, I don't get that. Like the past is the past. God love you. I mean, you are goals, absolute goals. Many of us though, and if you're listening to this, I bet you might be one of them. Yeah, we don't get that. We want to be that way. We'd like to say we're that way. But the truth is, we're constantly beating ourselves up. So back to forgiveness. What if you and I took time, as much time as we spend scrolling Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, what if we took a fraction of that time, just a fraction of that time every day? even for one minute, just one minute. And we said things like this. And as I say this, I hope you hear that you're already forgiven for these things. But you can't really take that in if you can't forgive yourself. 
So forgive yourself for every decision you've ever made in your life. When the decision came from a dysregulated nervous system, when it came from fight or flight or fawn or freeze, every decision you've ever made in your life that came from fear, that came from longing to be somebody, every decision you've ever made in your life that came from a place of I'm not enough, so I'm going to do this, every decision you've ever made in your life that came from maybe if I do this, they'll like me. Maybe if I do this, I'll be getting it right. Forgive yourself for every single moment that you abandoned yourself and your own truth. Forgive yourself for every time you lost control and you allowed yourself to just rage at somebody. Forgive yourself for any moment you've ever done that and directed it towards someone you love. Forgive yourself for every time you made a promise that you didn't keep. Forgive yourself for every time you made a promise you didn't keep to your own children. Forgive yourself for every time you did it over and over again after you said you'd never do it again. Forgive yourself for everything you said to someone you loved when you knew it was unkind or even cruel. Forgive yourself for not taking care of your body. Forgive yourself for allowing someone to do anything to your physical body that you did not really want. Forgive yourself for the times that you never said no. And forgive yourself for all the times you said no when you really wanted to say yes. Forgive yourself for pushing yourself farther than you know you should push physically, emotionally, mentally. Forgive yourself for every time you shamed yourself ever, but every time you shamed yourself for wanting to rest. Forgive yourself for every time you shamed yourself about something you ate or for all the things that you don't eat that you feel like you should. Forgive yourself for entertaining thoughts about being unfaithful. Forgive yourself for every secret fantasy you have that you are judging as wrong and bad. Forgive yourself for every time you were jealous, for every time you gossiped. Like truly forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for not loving yourself. Forgive yourself for not standing up for yourself. Forgive yourself for any moment that you did not stand up for someone else. Forgive yourself for not forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself for every decision you have ever made in your life when you made that decision from a place of not knowing what you know now. See, this is the kind of stuff that just feels so weird and foreign and silly and just just like goofy and weird. Like, no, I'm not doing that. What do you mean I forgive myself? I'm going to sit there and say that? Yes. The people who really, really, really are free are the ones who are willing to do the weird stuff that other people are not willing to do. The people who truly are free are willing to look in themselves in the mirror and say, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. 
Not just ask God to be forgiven or say, well, I'm already saved. I'm already forgiven. No. Do you forgive yourself? Do you really forgive yourself? Those people are willing to breathe every day or whenever and sit alone and put their hand on their heart, take a few deep breaths, and they're willing to say, I forgive myself for. And if you don't want to get specific and you feel like the list is going to be so long that you're going to get stressed and feel even more guilty about everything, then you don't have to get specific. You can say, I forgive myself for everything I've ever done when I didn't know what I know now, period. I forgive myself for everything I've said, everything I've done, every decision I've ever made, every action I have taken, every step I have taken, every little thing I've ever done in my life before this minute. I forgive myself for everything I've done from a place of not knowing what I know now. I couldn't have done it differently because I didn't know differently. I couldn't have because I was me then, not me now. And I don't just forgive myself right in this moment. I'm going to keep forgiving myself. And this is something that needs to happen regularly because we'll go back into the old pattern, which feels safe. And what feels safe? What feels safe is what feels familiar. You've been acting this way and you've been living this way your entire life. It's not going to change after one time. Have you ever heard the saying that it's not one and done when it comes to personal growth? Because it's kind of like bathing. You can't just do it once. Or you could say it's like drinking water. You can't just hydrate one day and be good. Like You just have to keep drinking no matter what the rest of our lives. I always said, if I didn't have to eat or drink, life would be so much easier. (laughs) Same for forgiveness work. It's something we just have to keep doing. It's like emptying a trash can, right? It's going to keep filling up because we're human. We're human. It's very normal and expected that we're going to keep filling ourselves with unhealthy thoughts and having experiences that we regret. It's normal. So we have to empty the trash can. And you've heard me talk so many times about the ways to do that, sound, breath, movement. But we haven't really talked about forgiving ourselves. We haven't talked about that the way we're talking about it today. Like why it's so important. It's not just for you because I know that you might not want to do it if it's just for you. Because we love martyrdom, right? We love focusing on everybody else. Well, it's all about my kids and my spouse and this and that. Or we just don't have time for that. One reason we don't have time for it is because remember, there's something we're getting from not forgiving ourselves. It feels good to us. Not forgiving ourselves, again, remember, justifies our behavior. Because if I punish myself, then it makes me not feel as bad about things I've done. It reminds me that I am a good person, if I at least feel bad about it. But it's also when we forgive ourselves, we have to actually say out loud the thing we want to forgive ourselves for. And it's, it's not very easy. It's not easy. So what do you think would happen with your relationships and the people who are closest to you, who you love, whether you have kids or you don't, the people closest to you? If you can't right now today do it for yourself, what do you think the gift would be to everyone in your life if you could empty that imaginary trash can? full of regret, full of judgment, 
full of guilt, full of I never should have? What if you emptied that by forgiving yourself? Well, you'd have a lot more capacity to hold love. You've had a, you'd have a lot more room to hold love and forgiveness for them. If you can't really forgive yourself, are you really forgiving other people? I would say no. You're probably saying that you forgive them while slowly building up something very, very poisonous, silent but deadly, called resentment. Remember, you and I cannot do for others what we can't do for ourselves, period. There's no way around that. We can talk around it and make it sound different, but it's still the same thing. It's not possible to give what you're not willing to give yourself. So just imagine the gift to everyone you love. If you can truly forgive yourself for everything you've done, everything you've said, every decision you've made when you didn't know then what you know now, when you didn't have the tools that you have now, when you didn't have the awareness that you have now, what might happen is you'll look at those people and say, you know what? They absolutely would have and would today do things differently if they knew differently. I don't like what they did, but I forgive them. They truly are doing the very best they can in this moment. It does not justify the behavior. It does not mean we accept abuse. It does not mean we accept infidelity. It does not mean we accept X, Y, or Z. We're not going to abandon ourselves in order to redeem other people. However, when we can do for ourselves the act of forgiving ourselves, forgiving other people is so much easier. And you'll know the difference between saying you forgive people and truly forgiving them because it will come out in your actions. It will come out in the way your body responds to them. How do you feel when you see them? How do you feel when you interact with them? Now, I just want to be clear here. This is not for every situation with every person. I mean, when you're talking like, you know, emotional, physical, mental, and sexual abuse, it's understandable that you would have a boundary where you would never see that person again and never interact with them again. And forgiveness work is quite complex in situations like that. Today, we're talking about just everyday stuff. They said things that hurt us. They did things that didn't feel good. They talked badly about us. They didn't keep their promises. They broke our heart by breaking up with us or someone who fired us and we didn't feel that was fair. A friend who was disloyal. Usually we have to forgive people for the things that hurt us because whatever they're doing that hurts us is simply reminding us of a wound that we already have from our childhood that really wants to be healed. So we'll find somebody subconsciously who picks that scab on that wound so we can feel it again, so we have the opportunity to let it go. Side note. So what would you like to forgive yourself for? You probably don't feel like you deserve to forgive yourself for that one. I mean, this and that, this and that, but not that. Yes, that. You absolutely deserve to feel the relief and the spaciousness that comes after you forgive yourself for everything. 
that you are not letting go. So maybe jot down, what's the payoff if I don't forgive myself? And you might say, I don't know. And the next question is, well, what if you did know? What's the payoff? Why does it feel good to not forgive yourself for those things? Why does it feel good to feel guilty about them? Why does it feel good to regret that behavior? And then find another way to get that, a different way to get that. Because this isn't going to be the source of that feeling anymore. You're going to forgive yourself. You're going to give yourself a big emotional and hopefully physical hug and say, you did the best you knew how in the moment and it's okay. Yes, there might be consequences that you're living with. Yes, your kids may need to do their own forgiveness work to be able to forgive you for things that you've done. That's not your path. That's not your journey. Yes, that trash can may get filled up again tomorrow. That's okay. But so much will change in your life when you are willing to give yourself the grace that you keep telling yourself other people deserve more than you. The other part of this is there are things that you deserve to forgive yourself for that you aren't even aware of. So you can forgive yourself for those things even though you don't know what they are. Here's an example. Your way of being landed a certain way for certain people. Maybe your own kids. You're not even aware of it. You have no idea how much it hurt them. You have no idea how it felt for them. So say that. I forgive myself for everything I ever said or did unconsciously that hurt anyone else. I forgive myself for that because I didn't know. And the person I am today would never do that. I was in survival mode. I forgive myself for everything I did when I was in survival mode. I forgive myself for everything I did when I was just trying to hang on. As we're winding down this year and very soon we'll be amping up for the next year, there'll be a lot of talk about New Year's resolutions and the New Year, New You and daily habits of the successful, happy person, and none of that is bad or wrong. And what if your focus as you wind down in this next six weeks or so of the year was to finally start doing some forgiveness work for yourself, start loving yourself for everything you've ever done, truly loving every part of yourself, even the shadow part, the part that you fear people will find out about, the parts of you that you're not proud of, the parts of you that you're ashamed of, the parts of you that you just wish were not real. What if you were willing to not just forgive yourself, but also love yourself for being that complex person, for being that person who has acted or continues to act this way or that way. The things we, that, that we hear in society about, which I completely agree with, and I'm assuming you do too, is, for example, like having a gratitude practice, being very grateful for everything and focusing on that every day. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh my God, yes. And 
the topic that we're covering today is not something we really talk about much, is it? I don't talk about this with people I know. I don't hear this much in, in the information that I consume. But I have found this to be life-changing. I first actually heard, of course, you and I have both heard of forgiveness, right? But the first time I really like heard about a forgiveness practice was uh, from a coach. And I just thought it was so weird at first. And I realized I thought it was weird because I had this fear that I wasn't really aware of that ended up coming out in the practice that I didn't deserve forgiveness. That some of the things I've done and some of the things that I've said in my life were so bad that they're unforgivable. That all I could do is just move forward and hope I do better. And number one on that list was allowing rage to come out, I will say, at and on to my sweet children when they were so young, screaming and yelling, beating my arms up against the steering wheel in my minivan, sitting in the garage if they were bickering about something and screaming I can't take it anymore I can't take it anymore shut up or screaming at them when I got triggered by seeing once again their rooms completely messy when they knew my expectation I'm still learning and unlearning on that topic regarding forgiving myself for those times when I just didn't know any better. I had no concept of trauma and how it was expressed. I had no concept of what it even meant to have an unregulated or dysregulated nervous system. I had no clue what that even meant. It had never been explained to me. I had no idea that events from my childhood were stored in my body and they were coming out as I leaked anger and rage, anger and rage on the most important people in my life. While I was polite and kind to the woman at the supermarket. So the ones that are most difficult for you to forgive yourself for are the ones that will give you the most freedom. The ones that will give you the most capacity to love to heal, to laugh, to create, to grow. So those might be difficult. They might be so ingrained in you and so embedded in your tissues, even in your identity. It's like trying to pull a weed and the roots are so deep and so strong. And so happy where they are. Can't just put a little weed killer on it. Can't just pull it up with your hands. Can't just get a tool and dig down a little bit. It might take a lot more than that. That's why I love breath work. That's why I love some of the other practices 
that get this stuff out of our body. But as far as the forgiveness practice, it won't be one and done. And those big ones aren't going to want to come out. So just be aware of that. And just keep saying over and over again, I forgive myself for even the ugly ones. I forgive myself for everything I've said and done that looks so bad and unforgivable to me. I forgive myself. Keep saying it over and over again, even if you don't quite feel it yet. It'd be wonderful if you could do this while you're moving, while you're walking. It'd be wonderful if you could do it while you're walking out in nature. It would be wonderful if you could do it while you're in the bathtub, while you're in the shower, while you're grounding on the earth and actually touching the earth. It would be wonderful if you could do this forgiveness work while you're moving around, like literally like moving your body, almost like swaying and moving your hips and even like doing some slow light, uh, like dance movement. You don't have to, but it's going to be even more effective if you could. Because remember, this stuff is stuck way in your body. And you can think your way through a forgiveness practice, but we want you to feel your way through a forgiveness practice. We want you to feel it deeply in your body because your body is feeling deeply the judgment, the shame, and the guilt. So if you really want to forgive yourself, go deep. Move, walk, breathe. Be in water, be near and around water, touch water. Breathe in the fresh air, touch a tree. Again, this is the stuff that sounds weird. This is the stuff that starts sounding a little woo-woo, crunchy, whatever. Do you want to be free of this or do you not? And obviously, do your own research. This is what I have found to be true. I didn't just like, you know, read it in one book. I've lived this for the last two years and I've learned from some of the best. And I've experienced it and practiced it myself. I don't share anything on here that I have not found to be completely real and true. I talk to you like I'm talking to my dearest friend. I really do think of that when I'm talking to you. What does she need to hear? What does she deserve to hear? I pray and set an intention before every episode that these words that are spoken through me will bless, inspire, challenge, and speak to millions of women all over the world that it really will be truth, not my truth, but truth with a capital T. That it really will come through the lens and the filter only of love. Okay, well, I hope this was something that you feel that you needed to hear today, even if you don't, are not ready to say that you deserve <laughs> to hear this yet. I hope you really feel like this is something that with some medicine for you. And I really hope you take time to do this. 
Just remember, if you don't think you deserve it, then you think no one deserves it. So as you move through this week, breathe. Love yourself by forgiving yourself, hopefully. And surrender. Surrender to the divine plan. Surrender to flowing with the river instead of trying to swim against it. Surrender to how uncomfortable it might be to truly forgive yourself for everything. And surrender to the peace and the bliss that will come when you do. 